Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast as we continue another week here, uh, the week after the 4th of July, and we thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at uh, Sports Talk at 6 on Twitter, Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter, posting all the latest episodes there every week. Engage with us, engage with us there on Twitter, and uh, you can find us there. Sam's here as usual. Sam, uh, how was your holiday weekend? I mean, I mean, fireworks, food, family, what gets better than that? That's, that's basically wrapped up my weekend. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was, that was my weekend standing by the pool, getting in the pool was, was awesome. And uh, we'll get right to it. We got a guest coming on today, Luke Robertson, uh, former uh, Tri-West High School athlete, uh, both, both on the basketball court and the football field, joins us via Zoom. Luke, uh, what has been the highlight of your summer so far of this we the weirdest summer on record. Um, being able to get back in the weight room, probably. Honestly, yeah. So I know, uh, obviously, the Saint you're a Saint Francis commit. You're going up there uh, to join the football team. When I mean, have you have you guys gotten back in the weight room yet? I mean, what has that uh, kind of looked like in terms of of the college front of things? Yeah. So basically. This past or this Monday, yesterday, we just started as a full team. Like freshmen, are allowed to come in too, but we're still limited in the weight room and outside. Like we have to sign in every week to sign up for our uh, workouts and stuff. So that's we're starting to get right back into it, luckily, and hopefully everything starts coming back into normal here soon. So then, I mean, how many times a week are you going to campus to do these workouts? So they're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but since I work and live far away, I'm only doing Monday, Friday, but okay. everyone can go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, I'm just interested, you know, this whole, when, when coronavirus hit and now we're kind of transitioning into the, into the summer, um, and, and you signed, right? I mean, you signed before um, the quarantine happened, right? Yeah, yeah, a couple months before. Yeah, so, I mean, once once this hit and, and you we kind of, started to get in the summer what has that you know what has the, the communication been between you know you and, and your coach and what what have you guys been doing kind of off the field you know what you can do to prepare you know for the season um I mean the communication has been great they've been really helpful and like trying to keep us like in intact with them and like just keeping us in a line you know but basically we they just told us to like stay out of gyms for as long as possible, stay away from everyone, and try to like just stay to ourselves and work out by ourselves. And they gave us some workouts to do in uh, June and this month, and they've been pretty good. I mean, I got luckily been able to go back to my gym and get back into my rhythm and everything. But for the most part, it's just been staying at home and trying to stay as clean as possible. So um, one question I have is what have the coaches told you about this situation? Like, have they been keeping you informed? What have they been telling you kind of specifics wise heading into this season? Uh, I mean, right now we're basically just month to month, depending on like if Corona gets bad again, like they're saying it's supposed to be. But like for right now, we're scheduled to start, uh, I think it's September 19th and then everything's going to be normal. Except there's, they're talking about half, half capacity. So that's basically just family members able to come. And the family gets, like, the priority to go to the games. But besides that, we're 
getting right back into it and camp's getting started back a week later this this year so mm -hmm. besides that everything's coming back to normal and is is the feeling in a locker room kind of a worry or are you just guys glad to be back playing football sort of thing well i mean obviously everyone's really glad to be back and like corona has kind of made you feel like your love for the football again i guess like for the game just because you don't know when it's going to be gone. Just just like that, everything was gone. For all the spring sport athletes there, season was ended early. And so everyone's glad to be back. And I think that everyone has a harder work ethic now. Not necessarily harder work ethic, but want to get better more. But we're not allowed to be in a locker room now because of corona. So it's just kind of all outside stuff. And But, yeah, it's been a good atmosphere so far. It's been interesting to see, you know, kind of – uh, what what the high school has been doing at their level and you know what kind of the universities have been doing obviously you know the universities have more players and, and more responsibility and stuff like that but uh, yeah your season scheduled to start September 19th against Roosevelt University that is a home game um, so what take me through take me through the recruiting process in high school I know you you were fielding a few offers from a few different universities but what what was that like um, as coming from two people sitting here talking to you that have never sniffed college athletics or uh, things of that nature? So what, what has the recruiting process been like from your uh, standpoint and your point of view? Uh, I mean, there's no way to describe it besides crazy. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It's just you got to stay on your grind and stay consistent with what you're trying to do and get your name out there as best as possible. And that's, that's really all that happened with me. I mean, you just got to know the right people at the right time. And luckily St. Francis came along and I found my new home and I'm excited to be there. It, it should be fun to, to kind of watch you um, obviously uh, winning a sectional back in 2018 with football team. And then were you on that 2017 basketball team that, that, that went on to win the sectional that year or was that a year later? Uh, I did not play varsity with them. So, okay. So one time sectional champion from Tri-West High School. Um, yeah. Luke Robertson joining us. And, and, you know, kind of looking back on this whole thing, I mean, basketball sectional at Greencastle, um, you know, you guys falling in the first round at Crawfordsville. Kind of looking back, are you kind of glad – not glad, but are you, are you kind of relieved that, you know, hey, we, you know, we lost, our season ended, and we didn't have that factor of not knowing, you know, what our – what the – you know what the end of our season could have ended up looking like I mean yeah there it does feel good knowing that like we went out and that we like we tried our hardest obviously and like we just came up one point short but I couldn't even imagine what it felt like for those other people that won the sectionals and wanted to go and run in state and just their season be ended like that and this either way it's sad especially for the seniors mm -hmm. but yeah that definitely would have been tough so, so I had a question. So how, how did it feel? I mean, it obviously didn't feel good, but were you, how, like, since you were a senior, how, like, were you kind of like, I like, I don't know how to put the way I'm putting, but just like with the, with your basically graduation ending and your senior year, basically like coming to an end early, like how did, how did that kind of, how did that make you feel in a way, I guess? Like 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 basketball or just period? Or just in general, like it could be basketball, just high school in general. Because of corona? Yeah. I mean, 
I wasn't really that sad just because I was more focused on myself going to college because I was already signed during the basketball season. And it's still it's sad to like not know when your last day was of high school. Obviously, I mean, for the past years, everyone's like, oh, like all these goodbyes and everything. But for us, it was kind of it was kind of just all of a sudden it was over. But I try not to think on like that stuff and just try and focus on the future. So it wasn't too bad for me. I know some other people struggled with it and wish they could have like one more week left with everyone. But at the end of the day, it's, it's whatever. You can't do much about it. Best, best sport memory from high school was what? Ooh, basketball or football or both. Either, either, you know, your best, best memory. I mean, your I mean, it could be your best game, whatever your best sport memory from high school athletics. I mean, throwing that touchdown pass to Braden to win the game against Sullivan was pretty, pretty nice. That was, that drive was pretty insane. Um, probably that sectional win, honestly, and that big fourth down throw that we had to Aaron Milborn. Yeah, that that was. I mean, that was probably one of the craziest high school games that I've ever seen and then you know kind of looking back on it now you you realize you know what a crazy game that was you guys go down and score to take the lead and then next thing you know Sullivan is right there knocking on the door again and then um you know Braden saves and and kind of disrupts the pass on the final play of the game to to end it and and you guys were were sectional champs I mean that was one of the craziest games and you know I did radio for Ben Davis and saw some pretty good games but that was honestly probably one of the crazier games that I've ever been to yeah for sure playing and it was like it was just surreal you didn't even really like me being the quarterback I wasn't really focused on like how crazy the game was I guess you could say I was just focused on the next drive and like what we could do better but after at the end of the game whenever we were all talking about it we were just like wow that was insane like how did we win that it was definitely a team win yeah it, it was for sure and and it was definitely talked about for several days after that and and it yeah. just was was a wild game but yeah I, I I agree with you there that that was a pretty good uh pretty good one for me you know that was my senior year of high school I was lucky enough to go to that game down at down at Sullivan but yeah great game and then obviously we you ran into a buzzsaw in in Chittard, but uh we we won't we won't talk about that <laughs> on this episode but uh yeah Luke Robertson joining us yeah uh uh, but uh, so we're going to keep it with high school football here. Uh, the IHSAA actually came out today and said that they're considering an eight, uh, eight V eight football league for the 89 schools that currently don't have football, whether it's uh, lack of uh, participation, school funding, whatever, they just don't offer football. What are your thoughts on, you know, if we had a separate league for these uh, schools to, to implement an 8v8. I know you can do a lot of 7v7 stuff in the offseason. So what is your thought on, you know, maybe high schools going to an 8v8 kind of league? So it says for the schools that don't have like, – Yeah, it would just – Yeah, it would just be for the 89 schools that currently don't offer football. So whether that's they don't have enough kids or uh, school funding is not there to fund a, uh, an actual 11-man starting football team. I mean, yeah, that's a – it's a pretty big step for I just had to say that and how, especially during these times. But yeah, that's that's great. I mean, it's good for everyone, even if they don't have the chance to go out and play a sport that they possibly love or want to try out. And especially since it's like the schools that don't have it or anything, and that's a great opportunity for some of those guys to go out there and 
just have fun with the friends, honestly. It's a good idea, I believe. So if if you were going to one of those schools, would you be willing to do it kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. No doubt. Luke Robertson joining us, former TriWest High School athlete standout, um, joining us via Zoom. Uh, Luke, I mean, we've kind of gotten through through all of that I wanted to get to, just kind of taking, you know, through that recruiting process, what the transition has been through COVID really hasn't affected you. Maybe as some veteran players that, that stay on campus, you know, all summer long and stuff like that. Just the fact that you haven't been able to go up and, and stay on campus, um, I guess would kind of be the only change for you. Is, is that accurate in saying? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because I mean, go up there and participate in the spring sport or the spring season, like fall, not fall, uh, spring football kind of hurts a little bit. I mean, not being able to go in there and learn the playbook and learn all the guys' names and create relationships kind of hurt a little bit, but it's the same for everyone. So it's not just one school. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, a weird transition, but uh, Mahomes didn't have any problem signing a $500 million deal yesterday. What are your thoughts on a quarterback making that amount of money? <laughs> I mean, as a quarterback myself, that's pretty insane seeing that an NFL player is making an MLB contract, but yeah, it's, that's insane. It's a lot amount of money. Yeah, it so, definitely so, is. So I had this quick question. So since you are at St. Francis right now, let's say you get an offer to transfer to Ball State. They have seven quarterbacks on the roster. Are you willing to transfer to Ball State? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't care about level of football, honestly. Mm-hmm. College football is college football. It's, I want to be wherever I feel like I'm welcomed and where I feel like it's home to me and coaching staff believe so. And yeah. Okay. I, All right. I, that's, 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 Hey, that's a good answer. I'll take it. I mean, that's, that's your, that's your typical athlete answer that we normally get, but uh, Sam, you have any final uh, thoughts before we head out? Uh, not really. I think we covered on everything we wanted to touch on for this episode and, and yeah, I think that's going to be it. All right, Luke. Hey, thanks for joining us and uh, got to reminisce a little about the high school football days and, and what's ahead for the future. We wish you the best of luck up at uh, St. Francis with the Cougars this, this coming season. Thank you. That's been Luke Robertson for Sam Thillman. I'm Grant Covey. We'll head out and uh, we'll see you in the next segment. Sam and I talk about the Patrick Mahomes deal and what it means for the NFL and the future of NFL quarterbacks. Expensive at nine hundred seven. So let's say a mil. That means he can buy basically like five hundred islands in Manhattan. That's crazy. That's I mean his deal. And uh, welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Kind of rolling right in uh, to this second segment here. Uh, we're continuing the quarterback conversation from today. You heard from Luke Robertson a little bit earlier, and. Uh, now we're talking some NFL quarterback action, and that is the deal of Patrick Mahomes in his $500 million contract. Really an unheard of type of contract for uh, a quarterback in this time in the NFL. I mean, all the time we're seeing quarterbacks sign two, three, four million, uh, four-year deals worth quite a bit of money, about $150, 160000000 million. Um, but only three or four years because teams change, attitudes change, players might want to leave, so on and so forth. But the Chiefs went out there and said, hey, 
Pat Mahomes, you're our guy. We want you for the next 10 years. So here's what we're going to pay you. He agreed. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, ask this to you first, Sam. Is this a smart move by the Chiefs to go ahead and now they're covered for the next 10 years? Hell yes. Hell yes. People, every single team is looking for the quarterback of the future and the Chiefs have it. Baltimore potentially has it. You, when you have the guy, you just have to lock him up. It, it is what it is. If you sign him for a three-year, four-year deal, he might walk. So you got to sign him up long-term before he even increases his market value. You keep him in Kansas City. You try to build a dynasty there and keep it rolling. Try to go for that dynasty. Yeah, I mean, it, it affects the salary cap for sure. But, I mean, really when you break down the deal – each year he's not making but about 30 million i think um if, if you divide Did you it just out say over 30 million with that reaction a year yeah exactly i mean i say <laughs> it so yeah i mean uh it's about 30 to 50 million a year which is an insane amount of money and uh you know money levels that we probably won't ever attain Sam, unless you go viral or something but it, i mean it's crazy and 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 to think you know in an age where quarterbacks are signing these deals because they're the next quarterback to get paid. I mean, we saw Jared Goff get paid a few years back just because he was the next one in line. We're about to see Dak Prescott get paid because just because he's the next one in line, not because of his talent, but because he is the next quarterback that needs a contract extension coming off his rookie deal. So it's a smart move by the chiefs in that sense that in five years or four years, uh, they won't have to pay him again when, you know, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Prescott, Deshaun Watson are all going to be signing new deals again about that time, which the price tag will even go up further. So long run, the Chiefs are saving money, obviously. In the short run, I think it does hurt the team, though, for this year. You're not going to be able to spend as much on players. Um, so in terms of a, as successful, you know, this year as they were last year, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look and, you know, we literally, I just turned on my computer five minutes ago and we started doing this uh, recording. So I'd have to look and see what players are signed, how long they're signed and stuff like that. But I think in the short run, it kind of hurts them. But long run, it is going to, to help them financially if they can keep Mahomes there for the full 10 years, which is uh, still something that, that needs to be talked about. Well, and also, we don't really know how each year breaks down. So I was listening to Pat McAfee, which both uh, you and I do, and he was talking about the potential that the, the Chiefs could backload the contract, which means basically they push all the heavy-hitting money till the end of the contract, which would allow the Chiefs to have flexibility. I haven't looked into the contract. I just know it's 10 years about up to $500 million. So I don't know whether they did it by year-per-year year basis. But if they front-loaded it, they could be screwed long-term when they're trying to pay all these big guys, when you're trying to pay Travis Kelsey, you're trying to pay um, uh, Tyreek Hill, you're trying to pay Chris Jones. It's going to hurt you kind of short-term. If you're trying to build a dynasty, you have all these young, good weapons, you're kind of strapped on cash if you put $40 million toward Mahomes. And another crazy thing, Mahomes is only 24 and he's doing this. You give him 10 years – He's 34. If he wants to play in his 40s, that's another big contract. Probably not as big as as this current contract, but he'll still probably get a solid contract. So just the amount of 
what's changed over the time in the NFL. When you look at Aaron Rodgers, he just won a Super Bowl. He didn't get anywhere close to this number. It's just insane to think about the gravity of Mahomes getting almost a half a million dollar compensation contract. Yeah, I mean, it is it is crazy to think. Um, and ESPN put out an article, real really helpful, that kind of detailed the entire contract, answered a bunch of questions, and it says, really, this is the first or uh, the longest extension since Brett Favre and Drew Bledsoe both signed 10-year extensions in 2001. We saw how that worked out for Drew Bledsoe. But, um, it, I mean, it is crazy to think um, that Mahomes is going to be with the Chiefs or potentially with the Chiefs for the next 10 years. Um, and and I, th- I, would like to, I would like to think that Mahomes is a guy who will stick to the contract in five years. He won't be asking for more, more money. I don't think that. Um, and I think that's why the Chiefs did this deal. And the other thing is you mentioned trying to sign back Kelsey and, and Tyree Kill and all those skill players. The thing is, in two years, they're probably gone. I mean, you're rotating them in. You're getting, bringing in new talent. The thing is, Mahomes is so good that I think you could plug and play with different players. Mahomes doesn't rely on his uh, wide receiver and tight end talent as much as some other quarterbacks do. I think Mahomes can get it to an open guy. I think, you know, he's not really forcing the issue uh, throwing the ball down the field. And they ran such a great attack this year with Mahomes on his feet and throwing. I mean, more throwing toward – more so towards the end of the year, he started to get hurt and things like that. But I think with the attack that the Chiefs have – I think you can take some of those skill players out like Kelsey, like Tyree Kill in the next few years when you can't afford to pay them. Um, I think you can kind of rotate them and bring in new players and things like that. Well, also, when you look at the GM, the GM has done a wonderful job of drafting talent. You look at bringing in Tyree Kill, drafting McCole Hardman, potentially Clyde Edwards-Alaire, getting Chris Jones. You look at uh, signing um, Tyron Matthew. You look at all these pieces – he has done a really good job of surrounding Mahomes, bringing in superstar talent that people just kind of overlooked. And so I don't think even if you let, let's say, a, a uh, Travis Kelsey walk in a few years, Chris Jones in a few years walk, that they don't bring in another superstar talent that they see in the draft in a few future or free agent signings and what have you. So I don't think even with this big contract and letting talent walk, that the Chiefs, Andy Reid, uh, Brett Veach, who's the GM for the Chiefs, that they can't just replenish that, draft some uh, superstar talent and bring in some guys. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, Mahomes, the only player contracted um, in the next decade. Um, The only other player is uh, the Eagles tackle Lane Johnson, who's under contract until 2020. Uh, or till 2028, that is, not 2026, but 2028. Um, and then Mahomes, obviously, in there uh, through the 2031 uh, season. So it'll be interesting. And, uh, I mean, I know this is one deal, Sam, but are we going to be seeing this more with quarterbacks that are, you know, of that talent, of that caliber? I know, I mean, I don't think we're going to see a 10-year extension for Jared Goff, for Deshaun Watson, players of that nature. but. Mm-hmm. You think of some new players coming into the league, Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, in four years, we're going to be talking about this. Is this something that could be new? I mean, is this something that these 10-year big deals like we see in the MLB, is that something that we could see more here in 
in the NFL or, or was this just a one-time kind of uh, deal? I, I would say it's a one-time deal in the 10-year contract because I think the numbers are just going to expand per year. You're going to get $40 million, $50, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it just keeps – they just keep finding new guys who just keep resetting the market. While, while like, when you look at a Dak who's seeking a four-year deal, you got Jared Goff who I think got, like, a five-year deal. I don't think these guys want to be locked in for that long because – when if you do a one year or two year deal like LeBron has doing, you get more per year. So when you look at it, yes, you get that long term contract of ten plus years, but you get lower per value uh, contract. So it just depends on what you're looking for necessarily in a contract. Now it's smart for Patrick Mahomes to do it because, I mean, let's be honest, forty million dollars or whatever he's getting is probably as much as he's getting, but. He, if if he was, let's say, only did a four-year deal at the end of the three-year, four-year deal, he could get another three, four-year deal for a bit of a higher per-year salary. Yeah, the, that, that's the thing is I think players would opt for the lower amount of years, but, you know, a higher dollar value when you extrapolate that over six or seven more uh, years. So, I think it'll be, you know, it's obviously going to be interesting. It's something we're going to have to watch. But I think it's interesting to see if Mahomes will stay there. I think he will. But, again, 10 years is a very, very long time. I mean, Andy Reid, who knows if he's even going to be there in seven years or eight years, Mm -hmm. you know. So coaching changes, things like that, stuff that can uh, kind of, you know, throw the contract off, I think is something that we're going to have to watch for. but overall, I think it's a good, good move by the Chiefs. Um, you're going to have to find some skilled players for, for some low prices. But, you know, all in all, I think, you know, the Chiefs did good. And I, I was just blown away by, you know, I w- wake up in the morning and it's like Pat Mahomes signs a $500 million deal. I'm like, what? He did what? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, it's something that we haven't seen, you know, in, in 19 years pretty much mm-hmm. uh, since the last time a co- quarterback got this um, length in, in terms of a contract. And and what's even crazier is this doesn't even include Patrick Mahomes' endorsements. So not only is he getting 500 mil from uh, the Chiefs, he's getting it from ketchup or whatever, whatever he's doing outside the realm of football. So and then he's probably doing investments if he's smart with his money. So we he's probably gonna be a billionaire within when he turns 30, which is crazy to think about when you look at all these long-term players. LeBron James, billion-dollar athlete. But he, it took him many years to get that. And now with this kind of new market, new way, we see Mike Trout getting $400 million contracts, Bryce Harper, now Patrick Mahomes. We're going we're gonna to see owners have to dish out a lot more for superstar talent than they have in the past. Yeah, we, we definitely are. And, you know, are those owners going to be willing to pay is, is, is going to, uh, you know, be, wait to be seen. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, – yeah, thanks for tuning in to the uh, Straight Up Sports Talk podcast today. I know it's kind of a weird format, two different segments. We don't normally do this, but uh, we had the opportunity to talk to Luke Robertson today, so that's why uh, we're kind of doing two segments and then wanted to get in this Patrick Mahomes conversation because obviously it was news that dropped you know, yesterday. So wanted to get that in, and uh, yeah, we thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, Sports Talk at 6 on Twitter, Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. That's where we post all our new episodes. Uh, in the most up-to-date stuff surrounding the show. So you can follow us there. 
check out all of our latest episodes, our recent uh, episodes and past episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We keep them all there. Uh, so if you get bored, you just head on over there and start listening. But thanks for tuning in. Uh, Sam, you got anything else to, to say before we go? Not really. Uh, I was on the Call to Action podcast that will be premiering Thursday. So if you want to check that out, a short little promo for my other podcast. But yeah, other than that, not really. There you go. Check it out uh, coming out uh, on Thursday. But thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week.